Welcome back, dear listeners, to the Pasithea Powder. The following recordings continue the astounding tale of Captain Sophie Green and Dr. Jane Gonzalez, two exhausted survivors from the violent world of Cassandra and the strange discoveries they made after the war. Last time, our Dr. Gonzalez got the shock of her life when a member of the public crept into her room and attempted to murder her with a knife. Saved in the nick of time by Agent Block, Jane thought that was the worst shock she'd have that week. Unfortunately for her, Captain Green also made a discovery. The Planetary Strategic Alliance knows all about the conspiracy to produce more Pasithea powder. Quite possibly, they're behind it. This is Episode 6, and there it is. Let us begin. Okay. You're fine. You're... You're not hurt? That's important. I... Um, hang on. Computer, enable video. Underway. Okay. I'm fine, too. You can say that for yourself. Just a little bit of bruising and a little scab. They said it's going to scar, but... Well, it's not like I was a beauty to begin with. Sorry about the state of the room. I haven't... I, um, you know, I've actually done this before. I told myself last time that at least I'd never have to do it again, but I guess I'm not that lucky. Rowley called an official meeting, sat us all down in the basement, and calmly and clearly explained the orders she'd been given, and what the consequences of those orders would be. You could tell, looking around the room, that some people didn't believe her, or didn't believe her right away. They needed more evidence. She had more evidence. But, um, I didn't need it. I already knew. I administered Pasithea to about 50 people during the last year of the war. There wasn't enough time to properly train new nurses, although we were desperately trying. It's really easy to get the treatment wrong, and uh, then you just... Uh, botched treatment can be, um... It can undo a person. So can a botched surgery, of course. That's what I told myself. You know, I've actually heard it was surgical advances that made it as bad as it was. They figure out how to keep someone alive after they've been ground into a paste, and suddenly we had to find a way as a world to deal with soldiers coming back from things they couldn't have survived at any other time in history. Suddenly we have to help those soldiers live with coming back from things they wouldn't have survived at any other time in history. I think the first time I knew I'd botched things was... Um, I was treating a man whose ship had been caught up in a shockwave, crashed into a meteor. He was hurt, but survived in a little pocket of air for two weeks. With the body of his co-pilot. 
he didn't think he'd ever be rescued. And when they finally found him, the things he'd had to do, he wanted to forget it. He needed to forget it. So I gave him a capsule of Pasithea. I was waiting for him to come out of the fever to give him the suggestion when his mother took me aside, looking at me like looking at me like I could help her when no one else would. She said, please, you can save his life. I said, yes, yes, no need to thank me. And she shook her head hard. No, she told me, you don't understand. She explained that her son had always had a death wish, that he'd been clinically depressed for years. She thought that was why he'd joined the army in the first place. She said, please, doctor, help my son. And I... Uh, I was arrogant. I thought to myself, yes, why not treat the cause instead of the symptom? I went back in the room. I told the young man, because he was younger than I was, Sophie, I told him not to remember the crash or the two weeks that followed at all. And then I stroked the hair back from his forehead and I told him that from now on he wouldn't want to die. I told him that from now on, he'd want to live, that he'd do his best to be happy. I thought that was a good thing. I was hmm, proud of myself. There's so many things we don't understand about the brain, how neural pathways really work, and what dominoes you can pull away before the whole structure comes crashing down. He got up, my soldier. The next day. Bright smile, clear eyes, felt better than he had in his life. His mother promised me we'd keep in touch. A month later, he steered his new ship directly into the sun. Why am I telling you this? We're going to figure something out. It's just like Evelyn always said, right? We must, so we can, so we will. Um, keep me updated. You turned on your video. Well, 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 I never thought I'd see the day. You look good. Alive. I look the same, as you can see, though I found a gray hair this morning, so it's probably only a matter of time before I fully turn into my mother. I should just buzz it. Start from scratch. When I was little, I thought hair grew back a different color every time. I do not know why I'm, I'm tired, and it's good to see your face that you're in one piece and stuff. I haven't been sleeping since I called the Strategic Alliance. I haven't really eaten anything either, except for some packaged nuts I liberated from Anders' bag. 
If I were sitting on a secret like that, if I were making Pasithea powder and hiding that fact from most of the known universe, I would not want someone like me finding out about it. I think I'd make it look accidental. They screen us for all the major physical stuff, but even a decorated war hero chokes on a chicken bone sometimes. You may be used to this level of skullduggery, but I am not. Don't worry, though. I'll pull it together. That or die in the attempt. I did manage to pull it together and leave Anders' room before he came back. I don't want him to know anything. If they do wind up trying to silence me using conventional methods, he should know as little as possible. That way, they can just shrug and say, wow, first Carla DeLuca, now her. The friendship delegation must be cursed. Oh well, have fun on your next stop, and Anders can be sad for a few days and then go on with his life. You and I don't have that luxury. Sorry. Not that it's my fault, but sorry anyway. Sorry for all of it. <laughs> Whew, okay, enough of that. What am I, a paid mourner? I actually wanted to tell you something really funny. We could use a laugh, right? Well, after I left Anders' room and went down for a presentation with the delegation, our host for the week, some junior PSA delegate, took us to the finest music club on Tyrannus. You can see these air quotes, right? It's mostly an empty room with, like, one guitar player sitting on a stool. Junior delegate guy went to buy us all drinks, but I wasn't drinking anything I didn't scrounge up myself, so I just sat there and listened to his tentative plucking while the whole friendship delegation got drunker and drunker. Josephine Crooks tried to make a play for Anders, which was hilarious to watch because he so does not do casual hookups, but he also doesn't know how to let anyone down anyway but easy, and she was too far gone to be picking up on any of his hints. Finally, he got up and grabbed me and dragged me up on the tiny stage for what I can only describe as a bloodbath. I mean impromptu karaoke to an out-of-key guitar where only Anders knows the words, but I don't want to let down my friend, so I'm sort of clapping where the beat should be, and I haven't eaten anything but nuts in 24 hours, which I used to go longer while flying, but also I was in better condition in general, just tougher. So I'm hungry and nervy and singing the song I only half know about fucking on the roof of a surface craft, and then I look up and realize a big crowd has come in, some more musicians, but also some more audience members, and I'm making an ass of myself but also I realized this is probably the safest I'm ever going to be again. Right there on stage with everyone watching. It was weird, though. I thought I saw Amira walk in with everybody. Amira from high school. I forget her last name. All I know is she is dead. She's been dead since the first year of the war. There were pictures of her body released and everybody lost their shit. That Amira. And I swear it was her. Only, then I looked again and it absolutely was not her. It wasn't that it was someone else either. I just blinked and she was gone. I guess that wasn't a very funny story after all. Fuck it. Do you want to hear a joke? I got this one from Mia, so of course it's shitty, but whatever. How many egg rins does it take to replace the starter in a surface craft? Ten. One to change it and nine to chant creepily in the corner. 
Turns out Anders is an Agrin apologist, by the way. Or apologist isn't quite the right word. He's a fan, is the point. Anders Lee loves our alien neighbors. His life goal is to travel to their galaxy and presumably roll into Agra's swankiest bar and have them sexily talk to him like a toddler because their language is too fast and complicated for human brains. This explains so much. I didn't have the heart to remind him that the whole thing with Egerins is that they act like they think we're too stupid to live and too pathetic to kill. I better hope that's how the PSA feels about me. Leave your video on, would you? It's nice to know it's you. I mean, I knew it was you. But it's nice to be reminded that the you on the other end of the line is the same you who was in love with my boyfriend. Did I mention I'm really tired? Okay, Jesus, wow. I'm gonna hang up now. Take care of yourself. Don't go, I don't know, running off with Agent Blanc or taking out an ad about Pasithea powder on the telescope. Okay, bye. All right, Sophie. Here's your proof that it's me, the same person you've known for almost a decade. And that's enough reminiscing. Computer disabled video. Underway. We have a narrow window of opportunity here, and we have to take advantage of it. I wasn't thinking clearly due to the um, knife at my throat, uh, so I didn't save your last few messages. As you recall, the encryption key auto-deletes any material left on my stream after 48 hours, so you need to be the one to contact Lopez. I guess it doesn't have to be her. Pick a reporter. Anyone you like, so long as they have a broad viewership. We have an ethical obligation to let the public know that human rights abuses are going on or will shortly be perpetrated by their central governing body. If we can't take this to an authority, we still owe the truth to everyone else. Like I said, I've done this before. I know it's frightening, but you'll have to manage. Eat something. Go to a street vendor. That's harder to tamper with. Talk to Anders Lee about... Egrin linguistics, alien biology, whatever it is that you're into. Um, sleep for a few hours. Being starved and overtired is only going to make it harder to spot the moment when they do come for you. Let me know when you've sent the recording to Lopez. Let's get one thing out of the way. I am not going to send that recording to Lopez right now. I'm not saying I never will, but I, for one, think we need to take a big fucking breath and seriously reconsider whether we need to be playing a role in restarting the war. Like, does the Strategic Alliance know about this Pasithea powder conspiracy because they're trying to shut it down? If so, telling everyone and their Aunt Lillian about it isn't going to make that any easier. For one thing, Medea will absolutely declare war on us again, and you and your friends will definitely be first in front of the firing squad just to make absolutely sure they killed Pasithea this time. Your high-minded public that cares so much about the truth, they'll be sheltering in place for the foreseeable future while people like me try to stay alive long enough to do something about it. That's if the PSA is trying to shut it down. If they're not, 
if they're helping and haven't told anyone, they still have plausible deniability. And their own high-minded citizens are so numerous that they actually constitute a real power. The PSA wouldn't want to piss them off. They'll probably just say, oh no, there goes Cassandra all over again, and conveniently misplace the keys to their diplomatic vessels while the Medeans blow us to smithereens. See above. I mean... I'm not a mind reader, but I can see that we're playing with fire, and the precedent for going public with Pasithea powder is pretty fucking grim. Oh, also something attacked Tyrannus, so I've been a little busy. We were supposed to tour this manufacturing plant on the other side of the planet. Not a long ride if you've got the right ship, but all the ships here on Tyrannus are like something out of a history book. So it took us forever to get there, and by the time we did, every single member of the Friendship Delegation, besides Anders Lee, obviously, was tired and cranky and in absolutely no mood to kiss hands and shake babies. Reverse that. We got out of the surface craft, and there was no one there. It was just this deserted hangar, and not a very tidy one. Shit everywhere. Our guide, Junior Delegate Bob, was pissed. It was his idea to take us there in the first place, and honestly, I doubt he checked with any of his higher-ups about it. Tyrannus doesn't get visitors. Junior Delegate Bob is living for us. He told us to wait, just wait, so sorry, and rushed off to presumably yell at some poor teenage hangar worker who thought we were coming tomorrow. Only, he didn't come back. And he didn't come back, and he didn't come back, and then he screamed. <laughs> I don't think I ever... Evelyn used to say shit like blood-curdling when he was telling campfire stories, and I never really knew what that meant. I always thought of the curdle as that trill in the back of the throat when you scream too hard. I am not someone who is easily frightened, but I wasn't expecting that scream. It rippled through me. It curdled. Josephine Crooks and I got to the door first, the door to the traffic control room. We never even talked about it, but we all... I'm starting to think that the friendship delegation might not entirely be bullshit, because Mia and a Median stayed with the surface craft, and the rest of us fanned out, and we didn't even speak. Just did exactly what the situation called for. And we were all armed! Armed. Not a single person wasn't armed, even though they told us never to bring our weapons on official delegation tours. Jesus Christ, we were all packing guns the whole time. Josephine covered me, and I slid in, and... The only way I can think of to describe this is that when I was a kid and mom still cooked dinner on the reg, I used to draw meals out just to keep her at the table with me, ask a lot of questions, chew really slowly, play with my food. I got really good at building baby carrot towers, like two across, crisscross, higher and higher. Someone in the control room had done the same thing with human legs. There were other... I'm not going to tell you everything I saw there and throughout the building. Once we stopped Junior Delegate Bob screaming long enough to lead the way, we got masks and went outside, and it was the same. Someone wanted the fun to last. Someone, Something was playing with its food. We called it in, but we didn't leave. Some of us wanted to. Junior Delegate Bob was shitting himself, and one of the Medeans stepped on a glob of what I can only describe as alien excrement and was pretty much useless after that, but we decided to wait it out until Tyrannus sent someone to take a look. Again, we didn't discuss it. None of us talked about it, but I think we were all afraid that if we turned around and went back, 
that'd be able to tell us it didn't happen. So we're here for now. Good news is all this sealed food is just sitting around and my appetite is just fine. We're all bedding down in the old break room, so I should go before they think something happened to me. Talk soon. I'm on watch. Uh, just one more thing while everyone's asleep. Anders Lee was talking about the Egrins, understandably, because of the alien shit. Something, something, couldn't be them, telltale biological matter, blah, blah, not the point. For years, for centuries, the only thing we've been able to decipher with 100% accuracy from the Egrin language is a really short phrase because they talk so fast, and they don't slow themselves down for foreigners, but they repeat this phrase over and over. It's where they get their creepy chanting reputation. We try to ask them if they are peaceful. They say it. We try to explain that we come in peace. They say it. We offer gifts. We ask any damn question. They say it, they say it, they say it. The others are coming. Sophie, I was just... I... What? I mean, what? Uh, uh, please let me know if you're all right as soon as you can. I, I know we're on a delay. I know, um, if you're all right, you'll let me know when you can. Um, damn it, Sophie, the war is over. You're not supposed to do this anymore. Um... I don't know what Anders is thinking, but this isn't, uh, you haven't made first contact with a new alien species on the friendship tour of the Planetary Strategic Alliance. People would know. Um, but you've clearly... something is wrong, so you, you need to be taking better precautions. If anything, this is a good reason to send the footage to Lopez. It's too easy to remove either one of us from the equation, and the possibility that something terrible could happen if we release the footage does not erase the certainty that something terrible will happen if we don't. Don't get distracted. I mean, I, I don't know that what you've described is distracting, certainly, with the blood-curdling carnage and... This sounds like something from a horror story. Are you sure this isn't a bizarre kind of local theater or... Uh, no. Um, right. No, I, I suppose not. Um, is it the Eggerins? Anders isn't an expert, you know. He's just a nerd. Maybe this is some Eggerin behavior we simply haven't encountered before and... You know, you should call Dr. Rosenberg at the university. He's in the xenoanthropology department, and I'm sure I remember him talking about some kind of Egger and autopsy he did before the war, and he... Well, I'm sure he won't remember me kindly. Not anymore, so don't mention my name, but you could call him. You could, um... Or maybe it's a cult? A regular creepy religious cult? I'm The leg stacking sounds like, well, devil worship, or, God, maybe even Egger and worship, or other worship, or whatever. Um... Just stay safe, all right? Keep out of it if you can. We have bigger problems than being murdered by alien-worshipping cultists. I... Who's there? It's Blunt. Can I come in? Um, yes, just, um, just a second. Was that... Did you have the door barricaded? Hardly. Did you, or did you not, 
have the dresser shoved up against the door just now. That doesn't signify. I told you. You don't need to worry about another attack. I've handled that. Y'all, forgive me if I don't completely trust you. Not even after I saved your life? You saved my life yesterday. I don't know what you'll do tomorrow. Oh, come on. Use that fancy brain of yours. If I wanted you dead, you'd be dead. Instead, you're here. Barely a scratch on you. Isn't that comforting? Wow. You've completely set my mind at ease. Does the rest of the Queen's Guard know about your bedside manner? Janie, I don't want to fight. just want to talk to you. You're here, so talk. I'd rather talk alone. We are alone. We've been over this. Captain Green, I assume? Going to delete my message again? I don't think I need to. Green has her own concerns. Is, is that a threat? No, Janie. That's a statement of fact. Or didn't she tell you about the aliens? You know, I think we'd really better have that conversation. Knew you'd come around. But not here. Not? Not here. Well, are you coming? Captain Green, remember what I told you, please. I'll call you tomorrow, or as soon as I can. And, And stay safe. And there it is. Agent Blanc, if you're listening, stop being such a creepy, over-familiar fuck before I report you. It's been two days, and I haven't heard from you, but I have to record this somewhere, and it's easier if I think I'm talking to you. Which I am, because I'm sending this to you as soon as the log ends. This is... I'm still fine, only I'm disgusting. It's not just the hangar that was hit. It was the closest town, and the one beyond that, and the one beyond that. Junior Delegate Bob, you know, I'll say this for him, he pulled himself together when it mattered. Junior Delegate Bob took us over, looking for someone who may have seen something, and there was no one. Everyone in a three-town radius in every direction was just gone. Or, you know, not gone, gone. Pulled apart. Apparently, Tyrannus has some really specific ideas about the burial of the dead. If every piece isn't accounted for, they just wait until it can be accounted for. Accounted for doesn't have to mean found. It can just mean we know where Great Aunt Michelle's head is because we've seen it on the alien's dashboard, but when there's just limbs everywhere, it's a lot of, um, um... Josephine and Anders and I and this other Median, Maris, have been taking turns trying to convince the Tyrannus officials that they need our help. They took a full day to get here, by the way, either because they didn't believe us or they didn't want to believe us. Junior Delegate Bob is too discreet. I know he's fucking angry and embarrassed and scared, and he should be. But all he'll say to us is, there's a protocol to these things, and I... It made me realize I think of myself as someone special. Someone who shouldn't have to deal with protocol. Sure, you know this. I believe in chain of command, and in the friendship delegation, I'm towing the line every damn day, but I'm 
So we offered our help. First, we offered it to Junior Delegate Bob, which is when we did the tour of the surrounding towns. Oh, they stunk. And then we offered it to the Tyrannus officials when they did come, which is when we started to try reassembling, which is when I got so disgusting. My clothes and my hair and under my nails and the back of my ears and the inside of my nose, God. We're not full of ourselves. I mean, we are, but not, we have something to offer. Even the fucking Medeans, we can help. Mia and Leah have connections. They've traveled further than anyone I know and came back. They have the kind of brains that used to terrify me. Anders can see the big picture. He understands what people need. He's willing to play the long game, and he's curious, and he cares. This Maris person is like you, but on the other side. She recognizes patterns. She knows science. Josephine Crooks is fierce, not that I'd ever tell her. She's strong and smart and dangerous, and so are the other Medeans, and I... Whatever did this came, and it was like they were never here. They did this, and then they vanished. They didn't care about what happened next. They left, or they didn't, and they're still here, watching. I'm not saying we have everything, but we have something. So, of course, Tyrannus called for a team from the PSA instead. They told us, you've done so much already, we couldn't ask that of you, as if I'm not already dripping with their people. I need a shower. I need a shower. I need a shower. I need a shower. The team from the PSA is showing up sometime today. They'll tell us to stand down. I know it. They don't understand. They made us do this friendship delegation to prove to the planets that we aren't dangerous, that we can get along, but they also showed the planets to us. I can't. I am completely covered in the blood of people from Tyrannus, and at this point, I would kill to stay this way. Like, I literally would strangle someone who looked at me wrong. I don't. They had to know this would happen, that it would. we would start to care, that we would grasp for some purpose beyond nodding and smiling. That is not what I fucking signed up for. And if I can't do what I signed up for on Cassandra, and if I can't do it for Cassandra, then I'm going to do it here. Sophie, I don't have long. I'm, I'm calling you from the bathroom of some kind of transport vehicle, but I, I don't know the next time I'll have a chance. Um, Blanc just removed my security bracelet. We're headed off planet. I don't... I'll keep in touch if I can. Stay safe. Uh, this is the personal log of Captain Sophie Green, day whatever of the Friendship Delegation tour and day seven on Tyrannus. You have to understand, I would never hurt you. I would never let anyone... Today I witnessed something I can't fully explain, which isn't unusual since Tyrannus has been hit. What is unusual is that it involved a friend. Please tell me, please tell me you're... I'm getting ahead of myself. Two days ago, a PSA delegation arrived on Tyrannus. They met us at the hangar where we first discovered the bodies. There were three of them, one man and two women. I wrote down their names. Um, Vice President for Interplanetary Cooperation, Shadia Nasser. Her assistant, Interplanetary Cooperation Coordinator, Alec Todd. Fucking men with two first names, never a good sign. And then um, Lois Lawrenson. She's a security contractor. No clue who she works for when she's not working for the PSA. That's interesting. They were no nonsense from the beginning. They relieved Junior Delegate Bob and sent him back to the city. Honestly, that was probably the right move. I think he was about to lose it. They tried to send us back too, but Anders, of all people, just 
lost it, lost it. Well, lost it for Anders. He was still very polite, but he basically said, Cassandra doesn't have PSA representation. How can we be sure this doesn't affect the whole PSA? We're staying here. Then Josephine Crooks pipes up and says the Medeans weren't leaving either, which you could see came as a surprise from some of them, but they did not contradict her. So we're still here. Of course, they wouldn't let us into any of their closed sessions. They wouldn't let us observe their investigation or whatever they're calling it. They just told us to stay out of their way, but they didn't make us leave. Here's an upload of a conversation with Anders. Say that again. I'm recording now. Oh, just that the evidence has already degraded to the point. The PSA team is working with really incomplete samples. Like, I would be embarrassed to analyze these samples in a first-year biology lab. And what are they doing flying around everywhere in that armored surface craft? I think they don't care about the residue. I think they're hoping to catch one alive. Do you think they will? I don't know. Would they even know what they found, if it's the others? Well, what do the others look like? No one knows. Maybe because... Oh, hi, Josephine! Josephine dragged Anders off to search the hangar for the 17,000th time. Some people just don't know how to sit still. I was going to catch up with him later, but I'm not sure when that'll happen. Things got a little... distracted. The PSA team have their meetings on the go. They're so predictable, like business people in an old movie. They walk loops around the hangar. After Anders and Josephine went off, I got bored. Why the fuck wouldn't they take our help when it's on offer? So I pulled myself together and went to find them. I was going to give them one final pitch. Here's why you need us. I found them just outside the hangar. Their oxygen masks were those fancy ones the Cassandran military was just about to introduce before the war dried up all the funding. Mine was borrowed and clunky and on loan from some dead hangar worker, and I could barely see out of it, but I know what I saw. I saw... I walked out. They turned to me. Beyond them was a low outbuilding, about 50 paces away. They were looking at me, and I was walking up to them, and then Jane popped out from behind the outbuilding and started coming our way. It was so... Of all the things to think in a moment like that, I'm pretty sure the least useful would be, it's so good to see her. But that's what I thought. God forgive me. They must have heard her coming through those new masks. All I could hear at that distance was the sound of my own breathing, and then their shouting, because the second they saw Jane, they lost their shit. Shadia Nasser and Alec Todd were shouting, but it was like Jane didn't see them. She just kept looking at me. And then um, Lois Lawrenson, she pulled out her sidearm and fired. Six times. I don't know how they didn't hit her. And I don't know how she moved so quickly. But the next thing I knew, Jane was gone, back around the side of the outbuilding. Lois followed, and I tried to follow too, but Shadia tackled me, then Alec tackled me, and then they had to lay on top of me because I put up a fight. And by the time I was done fighting, Lois was back. She said, no luck, and I did not like that. I needed to know for sure, so I fucking punched the vice president for interplanetary cooperation and kicked the coordinator in the balls and took off around the outbuilding, and there was nothing. No one. Not for miles. She got away. She got away. What were you thinking? How were you? Just tell me you're... No. No. Don't tell me anything. End of log. Tell me nothing. Lose this number.
Just be all right. Thank you for listening to the Pasithea Powder. This was episode six, and there it is. Tune in next time to see what the hell just happened. Captain Sophie Green was portrayed by Jackie Hedman. Dr. Jane Gonzalez was portrayed by Molly Olguin. Agent Blanc was portrayed by Colin Killick. And Anders Lee was portrayed by Chia Seed. The voice of the computer was Cade Lee Braun. Narration by the slurred thoughts just past a healthy buzz. Original music by Annie Moriondo. If you've enjoyed our little story, we hope you'll tell your friends about us and rate and review us on iTunes. You can find us on your favorite podcast player. You can also find us on Twitter at Pasithea Powder or on our website, PasitheaPowder.com, where transcripts are available. The Pasithea Powder was created by Bad Wine Productions. Dr. Gonzalez and Captain Green will return in Episode 7, The Others.